when it comes to alcohol, like one's too many for me and a thousand's not enough. Was it like that during your career? This is after my career. This is when nobody's phoning me up to go to the gym anymore. This is when I feel like my life's ending and it's like I've died. Probably realistically, I'd prefer to fight Chris Eubank. Would you? I just don't like him. Honestly, I, I dislike him more than a mere car. You go in against Crawford, I mean, I'd be blunt, Kel, is this levels? I'm being blunt, right, and you might not like not it. Not levels at all. Because this it's is a one-sided fight. You tell me how you think it's one-sided. I think if I'd want to found boxing, I'd definitely be, you know, dead or in prison. This is Up Front with me, Simon Jordan. I believe there are a lot of vacuous, uninformed, unchallenged opinions out there. I want to get to the bottom line and cut through the nonsense. So with this podcast with William Hill, I'm going to get people with strong views who think they can stand them up to proper scrutiny. There's a good chance I might learn something along the way. And more importantly, so might you. Joining me in today's episode, a boxer from the Steel City who headed stateside to become IBF World Welterweight Champion. A 43-fight career that included stabbings, promoter splits and broken eye sockets, before ending in emphatic fashion as he put to bed his infamous long-running rivalry with Amir Khan. The Special K, Kel Brook. Welcome to Upfront. Thank you. Nice to see you. Listen, in, in these shows, Kel, what we try to do very quickly is establish the background to fighters because I've always, I'm always fascinated by fighting. My background is obviously is football, but I'm fascinated by fighters because there's a very different mentality and the motivation that creates a fighter. So what's your story? Pretty naughty, very naughty kid, you know, at school, very hyperactive, mm -hmm. you know, non-star, I couldn't sit still. Um, I think what got me into boxing was like Bruce Lee, okay. Jim Claude Van Damme, right. you know, Jackie Chan, I was like constantly watching their films and I was like kung fu and chucking right. punches at SETI. Um, Any sporting background from your family? Not really. Not like my uncles used to box when they were younger. But, you know, just had a few fights and, and fell, fell off really. There's only been me, really, what's gone on and done, done what I've done. Right. So, you know, from, from that young age, my dad seen something in me, you know, that punch really hard and I were very you know um I practice and I said that twinkle that twinkle in my eye he said and he took me down to <coughs> Brendan Ingalls yeah and at Winkerbank not just any gym but Brendan that Ingalls gym, yeah. Any yeah. gym yeah so <coughs> he took me down to the gym and I remember first walking in and just seeing everyone sparring and sweating and punching bags and I just as soon as I walked in I just knew that how old were you I went I were nine nine I were nine okay. year old when I when I first went in and uh, Princess Ian were there, mm -hmm. Ryan Rose, Johnny Nelson, mm -hmm. and all these fighters. So, you know, as soon as I walked in, I just knew that this this was for me. No other sports at all? No other sports. I've not been into any other sports, to be fair. Like, never been into football, never liked a little bit of basketball, but no, nothing. It was always, you know, like punching people in the face, basically, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. What do you, what do you think fuels a fighter in terms of i would in an ignorant way suggest that into going into the hurt business you've got to come from a position of some form of anger or some form of resentment or some form of desire to get out from underneath i mean you talked about being a naughty kid and you've talked about in the background of your life and i'm skipping forward a little bit but i'll come back to my point um about a lot of the company that you kept and yeah. where they found themselves so was anger resentment desire to get out from underneath part of the fuel and also 
did it by going into boxing did it save you from going down a pathway that a lot of your mates went down 100% yeah um <clears throat> i think if i don't have found boxing i'd definitely be you know dead or in prison you know because you know from from where i'm from obviously it's you know that's what you know you're product of your own environment and but are you a follower Kello, I think that, that's that's what I that's what I've seen. That's what you know, close people around me, what they did, and you know, it's 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 something what you just fall into. But uh, but again, I mean, I, I, I'm posing you a quite pointed question. But are you a follower or are you a leader? Because other people do things. Do you necessarily I, do it too? I think that'd be the leader in what what, what I were doing. Yeah, but yeah. you'd cause the most trouble. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But I think that I would have gone down the line of you know being being a bad boy. But there is a unique psyche that you guys have. I've sat here listening to Carl Froch talk to me about the motivations that got him in a ring and what he wanted to do to George Groves and how he overcame his nerves and fear and Johnny Nelson how he overcame the embarrassment yeah. and Ricky Hatton how he wanted to produce certain outcomes for himself and Billy Joe Saunders that started from a position of I am going to be the best in the world there's no two ways about it I'm not living in a caravan with a with a with a broken window was yours along those lines and, and was it fueled by the necessity to get out from underneath I, I know I'm re, I know I'm repackaging the same question yeah but I, I want to get some understanding of your psyche I think I just <clears throat> You know, with especially the passion I had for boxing, like with anything, playing snooker, like table tennis darts, I'm very competitive. I always right. want to win. Like I'm a bad loser. I, I, I need to win. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just like, you know, I, I love my dad. You know, and he's always said from a very young age that I'd be become world champion. Right. You know, this is Terry, right? Yeah, Terry. Yeah. So, who came into your life when you were one year old? One years old. One yeah. years old. Yeah. And you, you consider know, him to be your father. He's, yeah, my yeah. father. He's, yeah. Me and him have gone through Frank Warren, every different promoters. Yeah. He's always been side, been side yeah. by side for yeah. all my career and all my life outside boxing. So you know, he's like. Would he have not kept you off the? Would he have not kept you on a straight and narrow as well? Yeah. No, he would have. He, and mm. he has done. You know, in my career, he's, he's got me out of some sticky situations, but. Um, you know, like I look up to him so much, mm -hmm. you know, and um, from a young age, like I said, he's always said that I'm going to be world champion. Right. And Did you believe that? And I really believe what he did said, you? 100 million Did you believe percent. it because he said it or did you believe it because you believed it? I believed it because he said it at first initially. Right. So, But then obviously, like people also I looked up to in the gym, like Naz Ryan, Brendan Ingalls, mm -hmm. you know, saying that all singing from same him sheet saying that, you know, I'm going to go down. And be one at best. What's come out, of, you know, at Sheffield, and and be and go all the way, you know. And I, I started getting older, um, winning, you know, mm. national championships. Thirty six, thirty six um, amateur fights. Yeah, thirty one wins, two ABAs. Yeah, you've done your research. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. That's so. Yeah, Brendan Ingle over the years has become very influential. Lots of people associating with Naz, associating with Johnny Nelson. The influence he had on you? It's unbelievable everything he said, you know, I did, Brendan. He would just he's like a prophet, you know, he's he's like he's done so much for the community and he's got so much respect, you know. He's a, he's a special respect you're a special man, Brendan. What's he done for the community? You mean taking young just kids like, like you and giving you an opportunity? Like, yeah, even me, I would know you at school the time he's put into me yeah. in the gym like like he you know, um I weren't I were getting better. I've never been the brightest, but you know the school grades terrible. You, you and me know? both. But like the teacher coming up to him, you know, getting in touch with Brendan, saying he's doing a lot better at school, and right. 
Do you know, because he spent this time with me and his old man Brendan he used to take me after the gym we used to go to Steam and Sauna and he used to just talk to me. They were, they were the same stories but he used to just spend Yeah. Invest time. He used to put classical music on. Yeah. And uh drive drive to Steam and Sauna and just talk to me, you know, for hours and spend lot lots of time with me. You know, I think without without him like I said, I don't know what, what you know. If I, I don't know what I would have been doing. I hear the same story from all the boys that have worked with him, and you know, obviously Johnny Nelson talked about the the, the participation in going to local prisons and and fighting uh, the fighters fighting with the guys in prisons that were boxers and that wanted to be boxers, and going in there with Nazim Hamid and going in there with Herbie Hyde and going in there with Johnny Nelson. Did you get involved in any of that? I've seen Johnny Nelson put one at convicts down. He's told me. Yeah, well, he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed yeah, no, to just drop his hands to... and let him do it. Yeah. yeah. You become a pro. You sign with Frank, which seems to be uh, a lot of young fighters start off with Frank, and we'll get to Frank Warren and your relationship with him. Um, it seems to me that it takes a lot of fights to get you into certain spaces and places. And it seems to me that there's an interesting... I mean, I, this might be me overanalyzing, but I'll throw it at you and see what you think. When I looked at your record... 28 fights gets you to Carson Jones, right? And that, to me, and you're going to go, how dare you, but I'm going to say it, that, to me, looks like the first recognisable name of any real merit besides yeah. the British belt that you won against Barry Jones, right? But 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 on the world stage, right? Mm. And it seems to me the first 16 or 17 fights you have are all six-round or eight-round fights. You have a 50% stoppage record in those fights. Yet when you go to the 12 rounds after that for the next 10 fights, you're knocking everybody out, my point in all of that is it seems to me that your career goes in fits and starts in terms of 16 fights seems a lot of fights for you to be fighting at six-rounders. You're bang right. You're bang right. So why did that happen? It's probably the way Frank Warren did it. You know, just I was fighting these journeyman for way too long. You know, I wanted to have these tests, but it just, that's how it, I wanted, I wanted the, the bigger fights. I didn't want to be fighting. These fights, what don't come to win, they come to survive. Yeah. And like you said, the stoppages started coming when I was fighting people winning records, mm -hmm. the be, you know, the better, better the opponent, the better I am. And, yeah. and, and you get the stoppages and knockouts, what I got. So. But, but why did they take so long? I don't know. I think it maybe stop, stop, well, whatever happened in my career, like, you know, injured, like, I don't know. It could be anything. Like I might have not boxed for a while or they might have just filled the show up or, you know, I ended up just fighting these journeymen way too too long, like you said. I should have been fighting real fights mm. a lot earlier. But that does that sort of flies in the face of and I'm not and I'm not making an observation, but there's a reputation that goes with Frank Warren about being a being a particularly good matchmaker. Yeah. And that seems to be the polar opposite of it. What, what again, you're there. I the only way I can understand it, because I'm looking at your record again, it's taking him thirty it takes him 16, 17 fights to get a British title shot, right? He's fighting at six-round fights. It takes him 28 fights to get to someone like Carson Jones. And then it takes him 30 fights to get a world title shot. And this seems to me to be an inordinate amount of time with a, with a very talented individual that promoters want to make money from. Mm. So why are you appearing to look, look like you're being held back or marginalised when you're a talent? The fact is... I wanted them big fights. Believe you me, I does it piss it. you off looking it back? Does on it does piss me off, yeah. yeah, because I wanted the big fights. I didn't want yeah. to be fighting however, however many fights she said before I boxed for British title. I yeah. wanted, I wanted them way, Earlier. way before they were me and yeah. I think some at Doherty at the time. What were, um, 
I wanted the big fights, you know, but I, I just, I, I just, I had to just get in there, a young kid and whoever in front of me, that's what I thought. Because well. it feels like it shapes the perception of you. That was that you're you're not operating at the highest level and that you're not a superstar. And it's an interesting one because other people refer to you that at a later stage. But I wonder, Kel, if instances in your life that change the direction, at 21 years of age, you're getting yourself involved in an altercation where you're getting stabbed. And those sort of things bring a perspective and a focus on somebody. What's going on around you in your life where you, as a prize fighter, are involved in altercations where, you know, it's not the first time it happens, it happens later on in your career, and we'll touch there, and these might be subjects that irritate you, but they're part of the backstory that go with you, so you're going to have to answer them, yeah. or, or bat them away as you see fit. Um, but at 21 years of age, you're with the country's probably leading promoter, Frank Warren. We're debating how long it's taking you to get to fights, but you're getting yourself into scenarios where you're getting stabbed and it makes me wonder and there's no criticism implied here about the people in your life but are you getting the right people around you and the right advice and the right guidance to make sure that all of this opportunity that was inevitably going to come your way wasn't pissed away by getting yourself involved in things that didn't need to, for you to be involved in of course i didn't you know i'm a young kid i'm still 21's old enough I don't know. You're still, you're still young and dumb, and I've still got, I've, I've still got the friends what I went to school with, what are from, what are council yeah. estate, you know, and you, you still knock about together, and there's, there's all good, to, uh, there's problems where we're going out and thing, and things happen from where I'm from that, that, that kind of thing can can happen, you know. Mm. But you knowing me, like you know, I'm not one to cause trouble or to be. It's just. It just finds you. It just fa it just found me. You know, what I mean, I don't like we are going into it because there's then you have to talk about like the, the person who it, who sh who sh it should have happened to mm. and mentioning names and stuff like that. But no, I don't need to. Do we it. don't need to. You know, it was just like wrong place, wrong time, and you know, it, it happened. You know, and there's there's obviously this these things like that. What what I stopped starting your career. You know, there's 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 many things what happen. You just see fighters turn you know turn up for a fight but you don't know what happens in training and what happens you know um behind closed doors what's your fixation with emir khan i mean it seems to be a constant theme and the the, the allegation is and i'm sure there's two versions to it that you don't get included in the olympics he does and then and then of course in future times he tells you about a schools you're in sparring and you've got a different view on it but you seem to uh, have this uh, relationship where you chase Amir Khan for years and years and years. It's, it, it does the fixation starts with it, it's probably how it looks. Two thousand and three. You know, it's everybody does put everyone mentioning my name and his name. You, you know, mention it. You uh, mention it a lot. Yeah, not everyone no, else. But, no, but everyone's mentioning they want to see this fight with me and him. You know, so I'm I'm into a corner where that like I've I've got to mention it back because why can't this fight happen? You know, many years before it it did happen. You know, I've never been fixated on him or jealous. That whenever, whenever you were calling that in 2012, whenever he's boxed away, you know, as a Bray, I want him to go out and win. I don't ever want him to lose. Or it's just that the way that I, with the with the Olympics and our Frank Warren put him on a pedestal, and I used to be on these shows, same shows, and I'd be at the bottom of the bill, or I'd e I wouldn't even have a, I could just be like warming up and be chucked out at any point, or when everyone's left, I'd be the last one on. You know, and I've always, it's always, 
he's always had that push more than me and the easy road where I've had to get myself <clears throat> up the rankings and do it the hard way, the proper way. Do you think that the Olympics gave him a bit of an advantage? Because when you come back from the Olympics, he came back with a silver, not a gold. Ben Whitaker came back with silver. He wanted to throw it in a bin, right? Yeah. Amir Khan came back with a silver and it. was and lauded and applauded. Do you think that's what gave him a kickstart? Because you're both signed for the same promoter at roughly the same time, right? Of course, it didn't get him, get him, get him that push. You know, to go out. You were a young, young guy. Got a silver, and they, they had a rematch. Frank did that, and he ended up beating the guy who beat him in. Mm. The, in the amateurs. Yeah. Yeah, like, like of course, you, you're put on that pedestal like Billy Joe Saunders, James DeGale, Frankie Gavin. Mm. Anthony you know, Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. You, get, you get that momentum. You yeah. get, you know, you're the, you're the flavour. Did you resent the fact that he was getting no, he, all he, the attention from a promoter that's supposed to be looking after your career? Does that fuel some of the attitude and outlook that you seem to develop between one another over the years? I think it probably has. It has. You know, Frank Warren signed me up and he promised me, when he did sign me up, that me and him had branch off and we would meet a bit like DeGale and George Groves, you know, at that British title level, mm. you know, instead of it never happening. And it's all, it's just it's just gone on and on and on. And it's a fight. And, and just with, with, with his comments saying that he, it's me what didn't want the fight. And it... It, and he's saying even with a sparring and stuff, even after the fight, what we just had, he said he can't even remember what happened, you know. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that. But um, it's a fight that should have happened. It's been kept away from the fans for, right. for many years. But well, We had it in the end. We, we had it. And we'll talk about that fight in specifics. You you split from Frank in 2011. Right? From, from your side of the equation, yeah. what was behind your motivations for splitting with Frank? I think it was at the time I were I were training with Dave Colwell, right? And I like Dave; he's a good lad. Dave Colwell, and I think Frank had a bit of a problem because David A. started this thing up with Satanta. Okay, Satanta, the broadcaster, yeah, the broadcaster. Yeah. And I think Frank said to me that, you know, he wanted me to leave Dave. He wanted back, you to leave Dave. Leave Dave and go back with Brendan, you know. And nice. I, I, yeah, and and basically, how we how we start, how we. The reason why I left Brendan in the first place is because he said the same thing there. Like I've got all these promoters, like and, and Frank was a man. Frank were like the 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 Eddie Earn, let's say, of you know the promoters, you know, back then. At that time. At that time. Right. You know, and the we'll be delighted to hear that he was the Eddie Hearn of the time. It, it, well, I'm the, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, he, he was, you know, he had, but um, yeah, he was the biggest promoter at the but time. Obviously, he? he he didn't. He had a problem with like Dominic and. Uh, I think Brendan, you know, with the with the situation with Nas back before Frank Warren, and it, and basically mm -hmm. to favour my career, I needed to 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 leave. Would it be a surprise to you that my understanding of the situation was is that you wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, and Frank did not feel that at that stage in your development at 2011. What would you have been in 2011? 25. Yeah. Right, and the level that you'd been fighting at that the fight for you that was right for you, given the fact he's fighting Marquez, he's fighting Bradley, he's fighting uh, Keith Thurman, he's at that level, mm. and you're building up to that level, that he didn't want you to have that fight. Probably it would have been right to do so, yeah. But there's it, it, it more into it than you've just said. It like, but that's what he thinks, because I asked him. No, just to extend contracts, you know how, how, how things can get, how things can get, and it was just like, that was the way of getting out of it, because we're getting promised... It weren't just Manny Pacquiao. There were 
there were things, there were fights before, and there were, I know what you're saying. It, but do you I, think he was right at that time? Yeah, I to think, steer you away from fighting yeah, Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao were like more in his prime there, or a young yeah. young fighter who's not really. But yeah. I've not boxed at at that any, level anywhere near that yeah. level. So yeah, but but it's not. That's not how it's gone. That's not how it were. You sign um, with uh, Eddie Hearn, and Eddie at the time um, talks about oozing class and going to be a superstar. What what made you sign with Eddie? What was the motivation to go with Eddie? Because he can sell you a good, pitch you a good woo? What was the closing part of saying, Eddie Hearn, he's the one? Because at the time, Matchroom uh, were, were coming of age. Yeah, coming of, they, were, they didn't have many fires. They got promised to, to to promote me and to have me at fighting regular and to build me, yeah. to build, to build me the fire, you know? It, he doesn't it, get your world title fight for three years. He didn't get me well title five or three years, but mm. yeah. So what was the difference between the two camps then? So you've got you're coming out of well, I'd, Frank I, I, and you're I, going I, into I, Eddie and you've you've suffered you've been told by Eddie Was it was it was it um Kel because Eddie said that you're gonna be his number one. He's gonna give you top billing, it, top no, priority, it, 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 gonna make you feel a million dollars. There were there were many parts, of course, that would have been a part of the reason, but just to be promoted, get me fighting regular in right. Sheffield, build me up. You know, before when I was with Frank Warren, you know, like I weren't really known. Eddie had made me a star. You know, he, he you know, he's, we sell arenas out. You know, before that, I'd, I'd, I'd fought with Frank, and you know, the support. I weren't, I weren't really known. You know, he promoted me. He got, he got, he got, he built me the fire, and and got me to be to be a superstar. Can there be any reason in your mind's eye? why someone that's as commercially motivated by Frank, as Frank Warren would want to almost hide your light under a bushel. Do you understand what I mean by that? Keep you in the background because... I don't understand it, yeah. You don't understand it? I don't understand, I don't understand no? why, why, why he did that or why, why he did that. Was it a... Was I don't it, know if he's got... Because he's got these fighters. I don't know if... Because Eddie just had me. There were me, Darren Barker and Froch. And he could, and he, and he could just concentrate on how to... Get me out there, promote me in the best way he did. Did you? Did either you or your father? And maybe, maybe Frank didn't believe in me. Maybe he didn't believe me. But it was like maybe you know do nothing. Did you get that it. impression at all? I did. You know, you I, did. I, I, I did. I, yeah, I didn't feel like there were definitely weren't that connection what me and Eddie's got. Not, right. Not at all. Did you either you or Dad pull up Frank and say? Well, what's going on here? We didn't know any different, you know. We was right. We, we were young, green, like right. we're not we're learning not, a trade. We're not learning trade. Yeah. You know, we'd, yeah. we'd, we'd, we didn't really know. So you sign with Eddie, you fight Sean Porter. Tell me about that experience of going in there, beating a, a world champion in his own back garden in America, also without getting perhaps the attention that you should have got. That was the best I've, I've ever felt in my entire life. You know, in boxing, in in my life. Yep. You know, because he would like he would be in build as the next Mike Tyson, this Sean Poor, yep. knocking Paul Malinoja and his fire, watching mm -hmm. it in Vegas, thinking, I'm fighting this guy mm -hmm. next. You know, and and people and I and people, everyone had me out not to win that fight. Mm -hmm. It was like all them years. I don't know. It's like all them years. My dad telling me I'd be world champion, and I, and I just knew before this the, was it. This was it. Yeah. And that feeling, you know, going twelve rounds in America. All my family there, my yeah. mum never seen me fight. She come down. Never seen you fight before. She never seen me fight. You know, she she was there and phew, it was just it blew my mind. It blew my mind, obviously, hearing and the new, you know, being being there with the people that love me. 
mm-hmm. you know what's with the ups and downs in boxing eventually getting to to that moment and becoming world champion but what's the build-up like for you when you're landing in a space where you're fighting for the world title not the after result but the build-up and the expectation on you and the pressure that you put on yourself because this is your moment this is where the ambition comes to, to meet the opportunity what's that like because people can't relate to someone going in to fight for a world title every single second as it is it's on your mind yeah you know it's last thing you think about at night it's first thing you w- wake up to in the morning you from pla- a nervous point of view from, from a nervous a point of view point from of a view. nervous point of view from every point of view am i good enough am i really good enough yeah you know really like because am i really good enough like i'm here now i'm fighting the best in the world you know am i really good enough it you know this is what these are all the questions you're asking yourself you're only human being and you're you're away with your own thoughts and and the pressure just builds every, up builds up you know how does nerves manifest itself for you did you become irascible bad tempered or does it make you withdrawn? What does it do? F- what did it do for you when you're coming into this monumental fight? I just go quiet, you know, really, right. really quiet, and just like just in my own thought, just in my own thoughts. There, as the hours, it's like only way I can describe it probably is like the people who are going to go get killed on death row. You know, oh, like, right, okay, walking like, towards the gallows, walking, yeah, walking, <laughs> walking through to, to yeah, your final yeah, breath. That's lethal what, injection, that's, yeah. yeah, lethal injection. Yeah. That's what that's our, that's the only way I could describe it. What, right. what they're feeling, all that. Is it that feeling of dread then? <laughs> Mate, is it feeling of dread? Like, yeah, it's like you, you, it's like the unknown. It's right. like it's like, like it's nobody, not fear though, is it? You're not frightened of going it's in. It's fear. There. It's every emotion. It? It's a lot of emotion. It's fear, fear right. of losing. I'm not fear about getting hurt. Fear right. of losing. Right. Not never get back getting hurt right. and getting anything like that. It's the fear of losing it, like, and because it's I want to win so much, and I've lost that many times in my head as well. You mm. know, just like it's just a battle. It's you, just what you've you've been role playing this in your mind. I've role played this right. fight in my mind thousands of times. You know, thousands of times. So, and you lost it. I've lost it in my mind. I've won it. It's like right. You know, I can <clears throat> so many things. Honestly. It's, but obviously, like I've never really boxed in America. Then I'm flying to Las Vegas, doing, yeah. climatizing, yeah. D- doing doing two weeks out there, and then flying to LA. And you know, I'm 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 like faced with promoter Oscar De La Roya. I think I'm on mm. the big stage. This yeah. is because I've always boxed in Britain. It's yeah. like I've I've, arri- I've arrived. I'm at, like I'm a good enough. It's and then we're finally here. You know, I remember looking at him opposite him. The ref, you know, there's yeah. me, me, the referee, Sean Porter. And I'm looking, thinking, that is the that's the fastest fight I've ever had in my life. Right, because it's gone like a blur. It's, it's just gone like a blur. That but fight. when you're looking at one, that, from one the first fight, bell, what are you thinking? What's happening in your head? So ears? in my head, I'm thinking this bell's gonna go now, right. and this is it. This this is it, Kel. This is what you've. This is this is what the dream. This is what it's been about since you've been nine year old. This is what everyone's been talking about. This is this is it. This is the world title fight, and in your ear, mm-hmm. you've arrived. Let's see. And I'm going to do everything I have to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Absolutely everything. I'm so focused, so tunneled in, you know, to to obviously go out and do what I did. Um, When you win, obviously I saw the euphoria. Were you, did you expect now, this is it. Lights, camera, action. This is it now. I've won the world title. I'm going to get all the opportunities and all the recognition that I deserve. Did you, did it feel like this is the beginning of something? This is what I just thought I'd, I'd keep it safe. Yeah, this is it. This is where a big door comes. Yeah, this is where a big fight. Keith Thurman. These are all big yeah. fights I'm gonna get. I'm world champion. They all want to fight me now. Yeah, in my head, this is what's gonna be happening. 
Of course, that's what I, I believe. Yeah. Right. Okay. And did you automatically? Is is there a, is there a switch that goes on in your head? Um, because Barry McGuigan said there was when he became world title champ. When he yeah. won the world title, you feel like you're a world yeah, champion. Now. Yeah, I did. Chris William Smith said it the other day. I yeah. feel like a world champion. I'm not. I'm not comparing. I, I, I totally get what Barry yeah. McGuigan said there because when I become world champion, I think you know that you deserve to be where you are. Yeah. It's something like, I totally get that, what you've just said. You just, Did it change you anyway? As in, as in what? As in, Becoming big time or getting carried away with yourself no, or no, no, just I'm, actually confirming what you already know? Conf just like, yeah, confirming already I know. You know what I mean? I just, I didn't change as a person. You know, you see some fighters where they become world champion and goes to the red and they start being a completely different person. Mm. But I just, I'm, I was just me. But I just felt that I belong and and I deserve to be world champion. And I just had a feeling of I walk in like I'm on air, you know, mm. like this, like I am. You know, and I thought, am I good enough? I know that I am. You know what? I now am. Okay, you're now the IBF world welterweight champion. You've got, by your own words, the potential keys to the safe, the opportunities, and you get yourself in another situation. And you get yourself in a potentially life-threatening situation. Yeah. Have you done that, Kill? I mean, you're not 21 now. I'm not 21. You're 26, 27 I'm, years I'm of age. 28 years of age. You're now a world champion. You've now got profile. You've now got all your dreams. What are you doing getting yourself involved in a fucking fight in Spain? Or wherever you were? I'm in, yeah, in Tenerife. In Tenerife. With my, with my daughter, my missus was pregnant, Linda. Yeah. Um... It's just that, like I say, you don't, you don't know what's going through somebody's mind, you know. Like Your I, mind? You're the one that's putting yourself in this situation. I'm putting myself in a situation where I'm around drinking drugs. As a professional sportsman, as a world champion? Yeah. Why? It's it's just that that's, that's just how it happened, you know. There's, obviously, with a younger generation, there's, there's, drink, there's people drinking... And after party, you know, they take drugs. But you're a superstar. I, I'm a superstar. Oh, on the but cusp of being one, you're a world champion. Everything you've wanted. I'm a world champion. I'm. Uh, I've always been. I'm still that council kid. Mm -hmm. I'm still a council kid. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm a world champion. But that's what I am. Right. I'm just trying to understand what's going on in your head because it's interesting. Because people don't get to hear what's going on in other people's heads, and I'm not poking at it because I want to make you look small I'm poking at it to understand why you put yourself in that position and you say well you take the boy out of council states but you never take the council state out of the boy like when it comes to alcohol like one one's too many for me right. and a thousand's not enough right you know I've always I've always had enough but I'm never satisfied and that and that's what I've discovered you know by going to rehab and, right. and by going to uh was it like that during your career? No, it weren't. Because you're a professional no, this, sportsman, this you can't, after, can this, you? This is after my career. Yeah. This is when I've hit rock bottom. This is when I've. Uh, this is when. This is when nobody's phoning me up to go to the gym anymore. This is when my like my purpose is over. This is mm. where I feel like my life's ending. And it's like I've died mm. because I've got no fight. That's what my life was. You right. know, when I've come to retire, I'm 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 sat there in my big house and I'm thinking, what do I do I'll now? Do next, yeah. What do I do next? No, I get that. Because it's like in the eyes, what I've had and stuff in there. The lights go down. The, the lights go down, mm. and nobody, nobody, nobody gets, nobody learns you how to deal. And nobody prepares you prepares for it. You, you prepare you yeah, how to deal. I'm gonna with it. I'm gonna cover that part, right? But why do you think it happened? Why do you think someone attacked you? 
I've just won this world title. My missus pregnant. I sent her down the road to go to the hotel and I'm having a drink with some old old Irish men who are talking to right. about Brendan Ingle. Right. And then like the Linnica's bar across the road, this young woman's come across. Linnica. Linnica. And uh, and I've just won world title. And they said, oh, Kelly, like, come across to our pub, like, have a few drinks with us and da, da, da. And, uh, like, I've just won world title. Everyone's excited partying. Mm. And then she's like, come back to, to ours, me and my partner. And, we're having an after party, yeah. And I've I've had a few drinks and I've gone back. And like you said, you don't know what's going through someone's mind, you know, like saying... Did you see it coming? I didn't see this coming, you know, no. maybe intoxication. I, I didn't see this this coming. I was like, oh, I wouldn't have had my leg chopped off. Right. You know, but when he starts saying that he's going to start talking very weird, this person about stabbing and, and shooting, and I said, anyone can do that. They're a coward in my eyes. To, anyone can do that. I'd, I'd stand and have a fight, like, and this is it, is just pause before before you know it, like, just as a blink of an eye, is mm. because of these small places in Tenerife, you know, he's he's come back and he's, he's grabbed this knife, and as fast as that, so he's calling me a coward. Then I'm like, whoa, what's what's going on? Yeah, and he's he's gone down to my leg and uh, my leg going off, <laughs> just as fast as that, and then he's 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 stood over me, and I'm trying to get out of the get out of this place. And he and he's completely like lost lost his mind trying to. Like, Do you think you lost anything? Do you think you lost anything physically as a result of those injuries? Who knows? You know, as in. Well, you know yourself, don't you? Yeah, you, I think you know that, what levels you operate at. Well, I, I I got myself right. I got myself right. I could fight again. Yeah, you know. And you fight nine months later, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell. You know, I felt that I were back. I felt well, that I were back. You know. Talk talk to me, Kel, about the next array of fights. Because I'm trying to, I'm struggling to, to understand the direction that you're going, and I know you're going to say to me mandatories, right? But <laughs> I'm looking at JoJo Dan, I'm looking at um, Kevin Bizier, I'm looking at Frankie Gavin, right? With no disrespect to these guys, right? And then I'm looking at Danny Garcia, and I'm looking at Keith Thurman, and I'm looking at some of the other characters that are out and about there, Marquez. I'm yeah. looking at who's else out there, and I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking. Why are you in these sort of peripheral fights that aren't going to get you huge amounts of money? Aren't going to get you huge amount of exposure? Do you think for a minute I wanted them fights? I've just I've just become I'm I'm world champion. Do you think I want to fight? They might be my managers, but who the fuck's heard of them? Yeah, no one's heard of them. I've got to fight them or get belt up. Yeah, I have to fight these fighters. You know, what, free nondescript managers. Like or get belt up. That, that's right. how the IBF work. You know, so it's like, I didn't want to fight them. When I saw you fight Golovkin, do you know what I felt for you? Honestly. Tell me. I felt fucking sorry for you. Yeah. Do you know what I thought? I thought, they can't sell him. They can't sell him. They can't get him the fights that he that perhaps he should be getting. So they've had to stick him in with Golovkin and watch him get his face fucking punched in. That doesn't mean you weren't game. It doesn't mean you didn't put up a fight because you did. Yeah. But what do you think? When I say that to you, you go, well, do you think like going, oh, who the fuck Looking are you? back at you, he's an absolute monster. But do you know, like, someone who's unbeaten... Someone's all beaten and, and really believes that they, they, like you can beat any any man at middleweight, even at middleweight. Fourteen pounds. I just thought you always think, you know, I'm gonna box him and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep out way. I'm, I'm I'm better. I'm better, you know. But as we know, it didn't go down like that. But it done you, didn't it? It damaged you. It damaged me. It created a different division. It damaged and circumstances me. Circumstances for you. It, it did actually change me that because when I had me, when he broke my eye, yeah. you know, and and the, and the surgeon said, you know. It started to come to me where I think 
this is just a sport, you know. I'm, I've been looking at it different, you know. I could have lost, I could have lost my eye. It's like mm -hmm. one more big shot, and you could have been blind. And that hit home, you know. Right. And and that hit home big time. And it actually come through me in the fight after when I boxed uh, Errol Spence. Spence and did you think in this Golovkin fight? Did you go into it thinking, same as anything else? I don't give a fuck who you are, and I don't give a monkey's that I'm going up two weight classes. I, I'm going to win this fight and you're just another opposition in front of me and I'm going to do to you what I did to Sean Porter. That was the first time that I remember being in the hotel room and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm fighting Golovkin now, tonight. Right. And the doubt, I started to doubt myself. Honestly, did. Did I, you? I did. I thought, on the know, night of the fight? I remember on the night of the fight with me and my nutritionist at the time, Greg Marriott, you know, and I, I, t I told him, you know, I thought, I just said that, I didn't say I'm going to lose, I said, you think I can I can win this fight, can't I? I'm going to win this. Right. Fight. So that's straight away saying it out loud. You know, that's right. negative. Is yeah, that's doubting yourself. That's doubting myself because like on the weeks coming up, you just see all I'm, all I've been able, to, all I've seen is Golovkin knocking everyone out, mm -hmm. middleweights, and and then I'm thinking, starting on me that I'm you know I'm fight, I'm fighting yeah. him in a few hours, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and like. And I think a lot's in the mind, you know. Like I said, if you really believe, you know, law of attraction. If you re if if you really believe something, like a, like I know I'm gonna win world title, like, you know, with everything in me, I went out and did it, you know. And I start when 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 you're negative, that were that were first time I'd lo I'd lost. The damage that Golovkin does to you, did you know the moment it it hit you that 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 was a real problem for you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I just I just knew something terrible had happened. Right. I, well, like a crab claw being crushed, like I, I, I could, I could hear it, I could feel it. Right. You know, the adrenaline's running. You, but I could actually feel, like I knew something wasn't right. Different level of pain. It weren't real so much the pain. It were, it were, it was what it did to me, like, like the, my vision. Right. Yeah, and I know something I'd see it like this, this, this completely discombobulates you and takes yeah. you out of control of you, you yeah does it frighten is it frightening it's frightening of course it's frightening when you've got someone who's who's got that kind of power got that yeah. kind of power coming to and you've got more coming to it a, a wounded animal you know, yeah. you, you know it's, it's, it's scary so you lose this is the first loss you've had alright what's the psychological effect on you does it get diminished? Does the psychological damage that losing your first fight has as a fighter get reduced by the fact, well, hang on, I went up two weight classes? Or is there a big impact? Irrespective. It first was, loss. It was still a big impact, but right. the second loss, when we get to that, that were, mm. that were the real loss for me. Right. I think but because I probably, it wasn't as bad because you were a unified middleweight beast or middleweights yeah. won't even fight, and I think that took a little bit off it. But I still lost, and I was still absolutely devastated. But what really destroyed me were with a with a with the Errol Spence loss. Mm. If you hadn't fought Golovkin, do you think you would have been in a better position to have beaten Spence? One hundred percent. Right. So. So the damage that the Golovkin fight did to you was quite significant. Wasn't it it, were, it yeah. were, but on top of that, don't forget, I didn't have to make one four seven. I had to make middleweight. Yeah. To start with. So. So you got to get back down again. So 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 after that fight. I went middle way, and then yeah. on top of that fight, I've had I've had I've had my eyes broken. Then I've gone, I've gone away, I've gone away with my family. I'm eating, I'm eating on top of a, a stone yeah. above my weight to start with. And it, that's with that fight seemed to have come like even with mandatory, like give the title up. Eddie said to me, "You can give the title up." To what end? 
What would that do for you? Like because like because of the time I had to make this fight and the weight and the condition I were in. So you'd vacate. This would have just, would just give this not well, because to, because you've got me me, giving me the, the options. What? But what, what different what, kinds of options? What, yeah, well, what, your reaction would have been no. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. I've not. earned this title. I've earned this I'm title. I'm going to defend it, and this you've is a big to, fight. You got to kill me, yeah. Yeah. To take this, yeah, and it's and it's in your hometown. And I put yeah, and I yeah. put all this weight on, and then I'm dragging all this weight back off me. The training camp were terrible. I wanted to be away from you know from Sheffield and just be completely and utterly focused on this fight. And were you away from Sheffield? No, you know. So I, if you wanted no, to be away no, from Sheffield, no, why weren't you? Because it was like having problems with. Having problems with my trainer, you know, getting right. getting things, you know, he, he had personal problems and everything were wrong. But I got to the fight, we were getting close to the fight. We had my dad and everyone, you know, saying, you need to pull out of this fight. Right. You need to pull out, but, you know, the fighter and s selling all these tickets and training and in my own mind, I'm thinking, I've got I'm going to make this way. I'm going to, I've got a fight, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a fighter, you know, but looking back, that would be one fight that I wish that I would have, um, pulled out of and extended the, the, you know, the fight. Yeah. You just mentioned a moment ago about the effect that this fight has on you. You can live with the Golovkin loss. Yeah. This one kicks you right up the arse because this is the belt. This is a my I suspect you probably class. know that you weren't in the best condition going into this fight, so you're probably cross with yourself as well. Yeah. Does this start a spiral for you to some extent? I mean, you lose you lose this title. Does this Is this the starting of certain thought processes in your head about where you are and what you're doing in your life or is it just a fight that you've that you're very unhappy that you've lost it creates a negative reaction in you but you're able to come back from you know i didn't know i did question myself after that fight i'm a, I'm a really good enough um you know what started to think shall i retire you know i i, I hit a really low point in my life you know my career you know what you did 29 20 29 30 around that age yeah yeah Still very young, man. I just thought, you know, um, losing him in my weight category, you know, against 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 him, you know, it's obviously it's another thing to swallow when when you've mm. when you believe in yourself and you you're a world champion, you know, you're at, you're at the my lowest part of my career at that time. You come back, you get yourself together. And you're now landing eventually, relatively shortly afterwards, against Terrence Crawford. And now, what we know about Crawford and and Errol Spence, and the perception of two of them being two of the greatest pound for pounds at their time. Crawford's obviously just done a number on Spence recently. Yeah. Um, and we'd seen Crawford come over here, and no one had quite really understood. And Ricky Burns had got done up like a kipper by by um, Crawford, and everyone's seen this. You go in against Crawford. Now, this is a much more difficult fight you for you mm. is this i mean i'll be blunt Kel, is this levels you're in this fight at this stage in your career uh, you, I've, there's no yeah. right i'm being blunt right and you might not like not it levels at all because yeah. it, this is a this yeah. is a one-sided fight you have a little bit i don't of know if it's one-sided is it what do you mean by one you tell me how you think it's one-sided um i, I thought what, so you look what if so every round you think it's one-sided and what? Well, there weren't that many rounds were there there weren't that many rounds but mm. what well, i would just totally outclassed from round one I think there was a level in that fight. Now, I'm not suggesting that Kel Brook in his pomp couldn't be at that level. I'm suggesting Kel Brook that's gotten beaten up by Gennady Golovkin, that's got damage done to him by Earl Spence, is not the Kel Brook that beat Sean Porter. And that puts Kel Brook into, into difficulty when you're fighting 
someone of the caliber of Terence Crawford. You had to be on your A game. I didn't have to be on my A game. Will you tell me about the fight then? As opposed to my my little analysis, which you know better than me because you were there. Yeah, I were there, definitely there. We're in lockdown, aren't we? We're in lockdown. Mm -hmm. I had a I had a trainer. What you know, I'd I'd never trained me before. Who spoke very little English. Well, that was a useful decision, then, I, wasn't it? Well, I know. Did you make that choice for it? Well, it were it were lockdown, not like I had to. Dominic wouldn't go on, go away to Spain because he didn't know right. if we were going to get back, and we all know how bad lockdown were. We're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to just deal with the situation. What what I could, how I could, you know. Um, of course, as we know now, is he's, he's, we'd have to put. Terence Crawford down is is one of the best fighters yep. at this current in current yep. state of boxing. I felt like he were he were like a uh, he were like a surgeon. I don't like you know, don't for, don't forget when you're dealing with fighters what what a champions like. Mm -hmm. It's it's not nice to hear you say that you think his levels above like levels like I'm, I'm at my level. not like, per se. But I'm just saying to you, but he he were an unbelievable yep. fighter as we know. You know I felt yep. that I, you know I. But he's that good. He, he's southpaw. He's orthodox. He caught me with a shot. It's never happened in my career. You know, I got caught with a shot. He, he, you know, if I had a better, better preparation, if I were my, were my original trainer, if I do, done things differently, I do it. We don't know. I've, I'm not. Listen, I'm always going to say that. You know, I can beat any fighter. Yeah, but this guy, this guy's yeah. a very special fighter. Yeah. He, he, he walked out first round in. As a southpaw, and he's an awful lot. He can switch it. He's like Ronnie O'Sullivan in snooker. He's, he's the bollocks. Yeah. You know, and this is the war against, you know. Yeah. And, and so we're not really up with the, we're, then we're splitting hairs, aren't we? Because you're saying he's a very special fighter. He's a very special fighter. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying special it's level. Fighter. You are. I didn't say you weren't. Right. And But you're bristling at me suggesting that there's levels. And I'm just curious why you'd bristle because by your own admission, maybe, maybe it's because yeah. you have the right to say it and I don't. Yeah. It's, right? it's just, it's just hearing it lies. Because I'm a winner, and yep. just hearing someone saying that like it's beneath me, it's just hard to hear. But like I, I didn't say that. I know that. I know you didn't. Didn't but, say that. But you just like just, I didn't like, mean your that. levels like you know in I that like, fight. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we, we, I don't look, like to hear it. I couldn't do what you do, so it doesn't. I promise you, mate. It doesn't come from a position of disrespect. It just comes from a blunt assessment yeah. that you can have a different but view on, and we can all disagree. Not, you know what you know what went on. I like. Okay, we land in the Amir Khan space. Um. After years of calling him out, or let's say other people suggesting it, right? But I've heard you calling him out as well, right? This fight gets made, and it catches the public's imagination. You talked about not particularly resenting other fighters, or not being resentful, or not having a particular distaste or dislike for anybody that you've been in a ring for. This dynamic is slightly different, isn't it? It is. Tell me about it when people say I hate him or I just I just hated I hated that he he kept because it was just bugging me wherever I went people always brought it up that was just the thing to say when you're finding me I can't you know I was sick of it I was sick of that I couldn't provide that fight for him and it, and it wasn't my fault it were it were um, do you think he ducked you? I think he 100% ducked me why yeah. do you think he ducked you? because I just think that it's different when you when you lose to like Canelo or abroad to to like or Manny Pacquiao that you know you can you can say well at least you know I've, mm. I've like but if you lose you, to a domestic fight to one of your own when you, domestic fight 
you know that there's a lot more pressure a lot more pressure and 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 it's hard to deal with and i think that i don't think he's scared he's not scared of me but he's scared he's scared of that 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 right he's scared of that right and and some of the things that were said over the years about what he did and didn't do to you at the early stages of when you met one another in gyms and how he schooled you, that just fueled it a little bit and irritated you. It just fueled it, you know. It's just it were a big it were a big build up for many years, mm. many years, and um, and we did, but we eventually did get there. And what I loved about the fight, and like everyone's got their own opinion, like mm. even you. I did, yeah. And like, I was wrong. You were, you were wrong. I was. You know, and like, and I, you told me, and I, and I like it because that was a fight where people really did have his fifty-fifty. They did. Like you were on his side. Like yeah. it, it was, it was like that, yeah. and that's what made the fight so interesting, mm. appealing for for the fans. Even did, though I knew. Yeah, you. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, you knew. Okay. I knew. All right. Um, because I remember saying to you, 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 you talked to me on the radio, and I said. Because most people are cowards, they don't say what they really think. And when they got the guy that's in front of them, they go, "Oh yeah, no, I think it'd be you, mate." And then behind closed doors, yeah. goes, "No, it's not going to be him." I said to you, "I think he beats you. I think speed." And you said, "Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Timing beats speed." And it did. And it did. But do you know when I knew that I was absolutely wrong? When you think shape of me. When I saw you on the on the on the stand, when I saw you at the, because... at the, at the weigh-in, and I saw Khan, who looked like he'd shit himself. With due respect to Amir. I'd never, I'd never trained for a fight like I did for that because why? Because you I well tired. I know, but I don't. I, don't the, I think it was because I know that I've boxed all these world. I boxed Sean Porter and yeah. but I will be remembered for that fight. I mean, I can't. And I, he, he, he's got to live for the rest of his life knowing that he, he got beat off me, right. and that will. I, I, I just. I just wanted to put 100% in that fight. Right. So if, if I did come up short, I did absolutely, there's not there'd be anything I can question. No excuses. There's no excuses. Yeah. You know, the, he's a better, better man. But I knew that I were a better fighter. I knew that timing beat speed. All I needed to do is put that effort in, which I did. And, and yeah. you can see in the condition I were in, how seriously I took that training camp. No, I saw you. I saw, I saw you was, on the stage. It was the one-sided beat. And, you it know, was a one-sided beat. Because yeah. that, 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 that's yeah. what... That's what I visioned. Yeah. Do you regret that fight didn't happen in your prime? Both of you? Of course I did, you know, yeah. because you were both world champions at the same time. You know, it would have been a much bigger fight. It would have been the same outcome. Hmm. <laughs> would have been the same outcome. Probably even quicker. Yeah, okay. Changing gloves in rings. And well, I was going to ask changing you Changing gloves I, in rings. Because I was When have you seen that? Oh, changing no, no, gloves. No. Well, knocking was, on my door at three or four yeah, in the morning. Because it wasn't about the fact you had feather gloves, which are puncher's gloves, and he didn't like that. Yeah, but the, yeah. like Robert Smith signed him off. It were perfect, yeah, know. you know. It's, you know the story. Yeah, they did everything. Did you think there was a, there was a, the perception that he wasn't going to come out of the dressing room? That's what they were saying to me. Yeah. Like Robert Smith and they're all panicking. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going with going with it, you know. But I, my dad said, listen, you've got to change them gloves. We're not going to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get paid unless you change them. It's disappointing to see him tested positive. Yeah. But does it lessen your view of him? No. You know, I've got respect for him. Yeah, Khan. Listen, I'll be honest. You know, but you what? must have a strong view about drugs in sport Absolutely. and all that's going on with it. So how can it not lessen you? No, I'm just saying, oh, are you on about this? I thought you said, how do I feel with it? With Amir Khan? Nah. Yeah, well, no. No, no but I'm not about this. Amir Khan is now in the category. Yeah. Sorry, Amir. Yeah. In the category of being categorised as a drugs cheat. Yeah. The sport's eating itself in problems with this scenario. Someone's eventually going to get hurt from this. Yeah. It must 
I don't want to put words in your mouth, no, but it no. must, you must look at it and go, well, that's no. not admirable, is it? That, well, it's it's still, even having that in failing, but I honestly truly believe in my heart that he did have no idea that that, that were in his system. The reason, really? The reason being is because I can remember the beginning of his training, like, the, the, Start a negotiation for this that he made it like made for it testing clear, for testing. Yeah, I, I know, me, I remember we got that. tested that many times, and never, nothing, ever, nothing ever come back. And I think that with this particular drug, with what I know about it, that you need to have it, you need to have it over a, a long period of time to get the like the benefit or whatever. Um, and it, and he'd be, we we're both getting tested so regular up to the fight, you know, and the, and this were like, this were like the. Uh, on the fight like mm. on the fight night so it, 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 so it doesn't make have sense. any metabolic don't, benefit it doesn't have any benefit to me mm. so that, that's, the, that's the reason why right. well think, I think you're very generous in that respect that's been just being honest yeah well, I could, well, fair I could. enough to you you know what I'm going to ask you I'm going to ask you about the episode with cocaine I've got to ask you the first question is not about the manner in which you did it who the fuck have you got around you that you're, you're you're in a situation where people are taking camera films. I mean, I'm, I'm not condoning the fact you did it in the first place, but I'm not here to judge you about recreational drugs. You're yeah. a big boy. You take your own responsibilities, right? But who have you got around you? This seems to be a common theme that you're in situations at 21, well, at 28, at 36, that people aren't around you, that people aren't around you looking out for you and looking after you and saying, whoa, Kel, you 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 you're doing a line of coke over there, and someone's filming you. I know. You know, obviously, it's best thing to have happened to me. You know what happened after, when I've got myself right. But having someone who I've been very close with for a long time, and it, and it were his brother. You know, bringing who filmed him, you? Who filmed me? Without mentioning. Oh, lovely. You know, uh, coming and bringing him to my to my home, thinking you know. To just me and him, like, and, and he's, and he, it just shows you, you know, you thinks, you know, got love for you, and, and they clearly aren't, you know, and he's, and he's uh, gone out and filmed me, you know, when I've, when I'm at the lowest part of my life, when I'm just in s such a bad, dark place, yeah. and, and I'm, and he's done that to me, and and sold it to vapors. Do, do, do people can people not see, besides your immediate family? that will struggle with what you're dealing with as well because they're on the receiving end of perhaps some of the way you feel about the world. But do you not, do you, could not people not around you, important people, people that have been in your life, people that have been um, influential in your life, could they not see the challenges that were coming your way or, or you just won't listen? Probably, probably a mixture of both. Like, of. Probably a mixture of both. I won't listen because it's a feeling, you know, it's a feeling I have and, you know, um, sometimes with young, young, young kids, when when the, when the older generation are talking to them because they know better, yeah, because they're one ear and out other, you know, yeah. So it was just it were, it's been a part of my life, but you know, I'm not, I'm not. How are you now? I'm a shit. How are you now? I'm, in a, I'm, I'm, I'm very good now. I'm in a yeah. good place. I'm, I'm happy in sobriety and right. I feel, you know, I feel, I feel so. I have a lot better relationship with my family, my children. Yeah. You know, because the important things in life. The important things in life. We've got total. I'm I'm utterly connected. You mm -hmm. know, and 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 I'm 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 in a very good place. So, with that in mind, what's going on with you? I'm hearing Connor Ben, Chris Eubank Jr. Well, I'm getting a bit bored, Anna. 
Right, okay. I'm getting a bit bored and right. I'm thinking, you know, it's, you know, I didn't know what it was like to retire, but listen, it's, I just look at these fighters now and I just think, you know, I can beat these guys. And like, just that, I love a challenge. I love, mm -hmm. I love competition. I love getting myself in good shape. I love, I love, I love the diet. I love the hard training. I love the hard spars. I love, I love it when people like yourself don't think I can win a fight. And I go out. Well, I was wrong, right? Well, I was wrong. That's what and I mean. I'm quite I, happy to cough to it. Well, I, I well, love could, that. Could I? Yeah, yeah, I love that. You right. know, I love it. And yeah. I just love that. I love that challenge. I right. love that challenge. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm retired. But, you know, I, 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 could, I could come back for them kind of fights. If you're, if you're confronted, I mean, you, you say you're retired. You say you're together now, which I'm pleased to hear. Um, and you, you know you're coping with the reality of no longer being a fighter, and being able to balance it off against the challenges that you have when fighting finishes. But you leave it with a but, which is if these fights could be made, Kelbrook is a name. Yeah. Kelbrook sells. Kelbrook, Kelbrook and Khan filled an auditorium. Yeah, I would imagine that Kelbrook and Chris Eubank Jr. would fill an auditorium. <laughs> Or, or Conor Bennett, your old welterweight, if one of these fights, if the fights were in the mix, which one would you would like? Which one would you like to have? And realistically speaking, is it something that you think could I'd happen? probably realistically, I'd prefer to fight Chris Eubank. Would you? Just, just because it's easier than the weight for you. No, it's not easier the weight. It's just I just don't like him. Do you he's, he's so arrogant, and he's he's he'd be I'd I'd get through a training camp a lot easier because I'd be fueled to just you know, as in. Uh, Do you think he's arrogant? Cause I, no, I I think he's arrogant. What's he arrogant about? Just, him? It's just something about him what goes through me. Just the way he is, it's fucking. Is it because he's just he just grinds it, man. So bad, he's just. I don't know if it's because he's, he's smarter than me, I don't know. <laughs> but he's, I don't know, he, he, he can sell himself very good. He, he does he, do that, fair he, enough he, too. He's got something, like, but I just don't like the kid. There's something, honestly, I, I dislike him more than Amir Khan. Really? I swear to you. There's okay. something about the kid, honestly. I just does it start it. from him saying it's, you quit? It's so or is it arrogant. just because you don't like no, the fact of what he says and what just, he does? It's just he do, what he does in our ears and uh he just, he's just something about him. How he comes across is just horrible. Do you think that fight can be made? Yeah. You do? I think it could be made, you know. I'm willing to fight, you know. Let's let's just see what what can come from it. You've heard it here. Well, I'd like to see it. And I'd like to beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to be honest, Kel, I'd like to see you beat him up as well. Well, I'm happy about that. But listen, anyway, Kel, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. You've been very upfront, and thank you for joining me on Upfront. Thank front. you, Sam. Well done, mate. Upfront with me, Simon Jordan, is brought to you by William Hill. Future episodes can be found on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly.